Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley today vowed to stay in the Republican primary, even if she loses Saturday's vote in her home state of South Carolina. Haley's decision comes despite not winning a single primary race thus far, and as President Biden's campaign prepares for an expected rematch with former President Trump. To discuss that and other news in the 2024 election, I'm joined by our political correspondent, Lisa Desjardins. Hi, Lisa. Hi. So Haley doubled down on this idea that she is in no matter what. What is her strategy here? What is her plan? She declared this her state of the race and uh, speech. And I want to read some remarks that I thought were striking and something we are to watch carefully. She said she will campaign every day until the last person votes. That's June 4th in the Republican primary. She says she's in this that long. She was passionate, defiant, spoke for 25 minutes. Her argument in some ways is the same. She is saying that much of this country does not want a Biden-Trump rematch, but there were some new things in here, many barbs and particularly sharp at former President Trump, who she said has been a disaster. And she called out other Republicans saying they have not been honest about him. I feel no need to kiss the ring. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. I'm not. I'm not looking for anything from him. My own political future is of zero concern. The Trump team, meanwhile, however, sent out a memo today saying, in their view, the campaign will end Saturday. Of course, Haley says the opposite. When will it end is the question everyone wants to know. I spoke to one of Haley's former competitors, Asa Hutchinson, who has now endorsed her. And he said there, there, is, there are some pragmatic concerns here for her. You don't have to win, but you have to show that you're mounting a significant challenge. Then that takes you to Super Tuesday. And you have to have a strong enough showing in South Carolina to showcase to the donors that uh, you've got a shot at this and that you can turn this around. Haley right now is running off of fuel from August when she had those big debate moments and she got brought in a lot of money. So she needs to keep doing that to really keep going. Meanwhile, as those who watch the program know, I worked in South Carolina politics for a while and I spoke to many of my sources down there. They do see perhaps a way that she can make up a little bit of ground, close the gap, no way. But what everyone is saying to me, including our team on the ground, producer Leila Karan, Ian Cousins, who are returning today, they say there's just a real lack of enthusiasm. They were at a Trump event today, William, that only had 70 or 80 people to greet him. That is a low number. Low turnout is good for Haley, by the way, on Saturday. I mean, but Asa Hutchinson mentioned this, that, that money is critical. Mm. Where, where do the candidates stand on that front now? This is where we bring in President Biden. He actually had some record-setting numbers. News today, his campaign says they raised $42 million in January. That is a record for a Democrat at this time of year. So let's look at everyone, starting with the Republicans together. Haley and Trump, the last figures we had from both campaigns were at the end of last year. Haley with $14 million on hand, Trump with $33 million on hand. The equivalent for Joe Biden, end of last year, was $46 million. So that is good news for Democrats. We have not heard about Trump's latest figures, which makes you question how well he's doing with that. There is another factor for former President Trump. Two PACs, major PACs supporting him, reported that they actually spent $55 million in legal fees for him, and that is before his trials really start. 
his com criminal trials, I should say. Right. I mean, campaign dollars certainly great news for Biden, but they only can't really buy votes with with dollars. Yeah. What do we know about how he's doing with those actual voters? Well, his approval rating still is around the same, under 40 percent, not where the Biden campaign wants it. And there still is this disconnect where the economy, unemployment's doing well, Wall Street in general is doing well. We're seeing growth in productivity. Inflation is getting a little bit better. We noticed a poll today from Monmouth University that talked about this issue with President Biden, asking, who, should he give get credit for the economic upturn? Look at the largest number there on the bottom. 36% say, no, no credit at all for President Biden for the economic upturn. And when you mash these things together, you look at the who gives him credit, who doesn't, it's 50-50, mm. which is remarkable when you see a lot of the economic numbers. Another statistic that caught our attention from this same Monmouth poll, has your family benefited from this upturn? Look at this. You see about third of this country say they have benefited, but look at that, 64, two-thirds of this country say they still have not benefited. And William, looking at this, maybe the question isn't how much have you benefited, but who? The folks who said that they did not benefit much at all, uh, the largest group there, the significant difference there was folks learning, uh, earning under 50,000. Traditional Democrats, they just aren't seeing any gain. Lisa Desjardins, thank you as always. You're welcome.